Welcome everybody to the Lacuna Coil podcast presented by EmptySpiral.net, the official Lacuna Coil community. My name is Matt Rycroft and I'll be your host today. Okay, let's get cracking. Over the next five episodes we're going to release recorded interviews with five of the six members of Lacuna Coil as they answer questions about the album Comalize. First up, we're talking to vocalist Andrea in the dressing room in Glasgow. So there's going to be some background noise. Right, let's get started. process what sticks in your mind most about it I think what I remember it was more not really from the recording session but from before when we were rehearsing in the practice room and when Marco and the other guys came with some of the demos you know to, they worked together at the song it was clear that it was a different album we were going to take some chances and make some you know kind of trying to go out, uh, away from the cliche of the genre, you know, while uh, in a reverie was more a mix of the gothic metal, doom metal, whatever you know, there was at the time, you know. I thought Unleash Memories, we started to take a little different direction in some of the songs. We, with that one, we really had songs that were different for the first time, you know, like Tightrope or Daylight Dancer. They were uh, or unspoken. They were songs very different from the with different influences. You know. Was that a conscious decision? To... No, I mean it was. We realized it when we hear the demos. You know, the music, uh, the sampler that were in there, and everything. We realized we were going somewhere else. You know, so we we're trying to take chances. We didn't know if people was gonna like it. You know, because it was different. And at that time, uh, gothic metal was very kind of dark and conservative, you know, like band albums like Irreligious or uh, Paradise Lost Anatomy's earliest album, you know, they were more in that direction, they weren't like samples or detuned guitar, and we were starting to contaminate it with more modern metal in songs, as I say, you know, like Tightrope, for example, you know, so we, we were trying to, we, were, we had the, for the first time we had the seven strings guitars, so we were sounding different. It was, even if we had songs like Evans Alive, which was more maybe in, in the genre, you know, still we had, or Humane or Entwined, they were more kind of a gothic, gothic song, uh, self-deception. There were other songs which were taking really a different swamp, even it was more modern and had a different approach. So I remember we were speaking in the practice room and we, we, we were saying we're going to take some chances with this album. It was clear for us that there was a kind of a different album that was going somewhere else. You know, it wasn't just another gothic metal album or something like that.
Do you ever still listen to the album? I haven't listened in a long time, to be honest. Because sometimes I might listen to Inner Reverie because it's really old. So and and then the songs from Inner Reverie we don't play them very often live. You know, while Kamala has more or less maybe two or three songs that we don't play live, but the rest we have always played the songs many times, just like Karma could, you know. So we I don't really listen to that. Fair enough. <laughs> What do you still like about the album? I think it, it defined our style. It was the album where Lacuna Cole got totally personal, you know. If before there were some tracks of more personal direction here and there, but I think with that album we move on from the cliché of the genre and we started to really find our own way of contaminating it with something different. So probably that's also why it's been very it was a more mature album. I think out of our first part of the career, that was the album that was more mature in terms of songwriting or style of the band, defining the style. So I think that was makes it a special album, you know. Plus the fact that we were getting more exposure and and then we got different chances with that album. Because you know. it, it put you a lot of, lot of popularity in the US. Didn't yeah, it? that started it all, you know. Because in Europe it was good, we did well. I remember we had a cover from many magazine and even in Germany like Rock Art. Uh, most of the magazine gave us the cover for that album. It was top album in many many magazines in Europe. But then Europe is not. It doesn't work like in the States, there's no radio station that can pick up and make you a, a much bigger band, you know, it's more of a building story, you know. So the, when we went to the States and they started requesting the, the Heavens Align, the radio, and from one radio in Boston that started to, the WAAF started to play the song, so then other stations would keep requesting us, so we had to go there and to try to develop the acoustic version of the song and stuff. So I think that was the moment when we realized something bigger was happening, you know, back then. change anything about the album, what would you change? I don't, I'm not a guy who, that would change stuff from the past, you know. Maybe the only album where I would change something is Unleashed Memories, because I thought that was a good album, but I kind of feel it incomplete. incomplete. Some songs are fine, some songs I would have developed them better, especially the way we've been working the vocals. I thought they could have been better, but... It was a time we were still working back then, so we dedicated a certain amount of time to the record, but not as much as we should have. The problem is that we were working, so we didn't have the time to just focus on the music. Do you have a favourite song from Camelot? 
I don't know, probably not one, but like three or four at least. Like I think Swamp, Tightrope, and Daylight Dancer are probably my favorite. What makes them special to you? Then? I think because they're good songs. They they have good flow. You know, they flow really well to me. They they have uh, originality, personality, and also good songwriting skills. You know, so the one that I'm, but there are also other good songs, of course. Fair to say that, um, as, as we said earlier, Kermalize led to very much increased popularity for the band, especially in the US. It, it really brought you to the US shores. Uh, it very much changed, I think, the image of Lacuna Coil. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, we we had the first official video with it, with the Heavens Alive video, with the black dresses. So that brought us to a different level of band, you know, not just a little band from Italy, gothic metal band from Italy, but we became more of an international band for the first time. So definitely that record made our name bigger, for sure. Even if it's not the best selling, but it's surely the, the one that make, make us from a little national band to an international band. Majority of the of the songs from the album. Are there any that you personally would like to see played more, or in actual fact, you would have liked to have seen released as a single? No, I think out of Carmelize, I think it was fine. You know, I think maybe now I, I would say some of the most fresher song would need a little more exposure. But back then we had pretty good exposure, so I can't complain with that. You know, I think it's maybe can do another single, but in general, I thought the one that has potential to be single, they were all there, you know. So I, I don't see what else can be done. You know. So, if you could remaster Kermalize, would you? And if so, what would you change? I don't know. We, I, we actually would have to see it in the studio and, and hear it, you know, in the studio because it was a record uh, made in analog. So it was a completely different time when we recorded and when we master it. So maybe we you should sit down and hear the difference to understand what could actually be improved. But I don't. I'm not a big fan of retouching the old things. You know, I think that's. Comeless was the album for 2002 when it came out, and that's it. You know? I don't see. I think if you want to like it, you will like it like it is. You, know? you, don't, you don't have to change anything about it. Do you remember how the album cover came about? Yeah, I think we were looking for something that was both catchy but also representing the title of the album. And it wasn't easy because the title was kind of not super clear, you know, it was more of a weird world, playing with the world. And so the, the, 
we tried the sunflower with the eyes and it was really looking at you so it was really cool the way the effect that was getting and it wasn't very common to have a sunflower for a dark kind of band or metal kind of band and I thought it worked out pretty well because it was just looking at you everywhere you see it in the stores it was always jumping out because of the colors because of the fact that it was looking at you so that, that's how we came out it was a weird image that fit the, the weird title I think and also that it was very catchy so it was the perfect cover for that album July had two, three videos. What you had? Two. About, well, I mean, you yeah, had three if you consider the one we did ourselves with the putting together the images from the tours and from backstage. But it wasn't a video; it was more of a CD-ROM track, you know. Oh, but it was like then you, there was you the, the cheap video. one that we did uh, in LA uh, with a, a young director, and then the official one we did in Sweden. Which is my favorite. I don't care what people say. I really don't like the, the one that we did in LA. <laughs> I I rather see the one we did our own with the clips instead. But the the one I think it's really not well done. What did you like about the official one then? The official one I like because it looked much more expensive than it was actually. You know, it looked like with a lot of special effects and and but it has a cool image and the, the dresses, the priest dresses were perfect. And I think it was just a very strong imaginary with those effects, mysterious in a way. I like it, I really like the visuals, I still like it. Swamp was the second single released from the album yeah. and you released the video at the same time that that was released. Um, what are your views on that video? That video could have been better in my opinion. I like it but it could have been better. Sometimes it's a bit confused. Like there are a lot of cool images but they, they're just kind of patched up together with not... The, the, when we shoot it there was more of a clear sense of what was has to happen in the video and then when we saw the, the final video it wasn't that clear about what was going on you know so it was more nice images put all together so it's not a bad video but it's not my favorite because it's not very clear what's going on you know? So there you have it. Check out our next episode when we talk to Christina about Comalos as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. And don't forget to leave a comment on the Empty Spiral website at www.emptyspiral.net or on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash emptyspiral.net or on Twitter at emptyspiralnet. 
And if you want to learn more about the album Comalize, don't forget to check out our 10-year review of the album at EmptySpiral.net. I'll put the URL up in the show notes. Speak to you soon, everybody, and stay metal.